Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. And welcome to the Multifamily Five. Today, I'm coming back after a four-month hiatus with Dustin Miles from Momentum Multifamily. Dustin, how's it going? Good, good, good. Doing well. My legs are tired. I just got done running. So, always working out. I enjoy watching your your workout videos. Your <laughs> well, good stuff. Um, today, the topic of discussion is going to be lessons learned. Um, so, we just kind of want to look back. Dustin's, uh, and I'll let him introduce himself. But it's been a multifamily investor, deal sponsor, um, putting deals together, buying, selling, going full cycle. Uh, for quite some time. So he's seen this the, uh, the rise in the multifamily market over the last several years and has now gone from buying, you know, class C properties with flat roofs, chillers, and boilers to buying these nice new swanky, as I said uh, earlier, class A multifamily properties. So we'll talk a little bit about Liberty Hills, his 228 unit acquisition in East Houston. And then we'll also talk through some of his uh, past experiences on the transactional side and on the asset management side. So with that, Dustin, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, sure thing. Dustin Miles, I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I just want to state that, you know, I have been in multifamily uh, for a little bit, but uh, always happy to to help out any way I can. Um, And so, yeah, happy to, I guess, give my contact info out the end. But uh, so I've I've done, I've syndicated 11 deals uh, to date and have uh, sold six of those. I've been in Texas and Oklahoma, uh, nine of them have been Texas. And um, so it's been, been interesting, you know, bought first deal in, in 2014. And before that was, you know, investing, I was a KP and had invested passively um, almost starting almost 10 years ago. So pretty crazy to see, you know, we were buying, stuff at you know eight nine ten caps and and now now we're excited if we're buying at five cap so it's it's interesting to see where where things have gone yeah and i i want to say that you aren't lying about helping people dustin is one of the few i know super busy guy but you know is definitely servant-hearted and uh loves to help people and also build them up i've told him that in the past always on on uh, social media he's always uh, giving them a congratulations. So I love that. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into this then. I'm excited to, uh, to leverage your experience here. So um, your recent deal, Liberty Hills, East Houston, yep. 228 units. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that deal and maybe some of your lessons learned? Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was a marketed deal and, you know, I think there were seven to 10 offers. Uh, it was listed by Bricadia. Um, and you know, we, we were in the best and final on a handful of deals leading up to that. And, and, um, so, you know, it, it, honestly, it was, you know, it was pretty tough. Um, there were, you know, as, as you probably know, Mark, I mean, there were a heck of a lot of deals coming out in Q3, Q4. And honestly, we had a tough time keeping up with, with all the underwriting and, you know, and, and which deals to go after and all that. So, you know, I think that helped us some because I think it helped spread the competition out. And, um, and I, I think that, um, you know, I think this was kind of overlooked. It's a lot of people are, 
you know, and, and still are looking for that, you know, that, um, that B class value add. And, and this is, yeah, I'd consider this, you know, kind of a mice, uh, asset. And, uh, but you know, after we toured it and, and then we, you know, we went and looked at all the comps or like, it was pretty obvious that there, there was, uh, some, some upside on the deal. So we're excited about that, but, um, yeah, we, we closed a little over a month ago and it was, um, you know, we bought it, uh, for, for over, um, you know, uh, close to 30 million bucks and, uh, raised, um, you know, eight, eight figures in equity. So it was, um, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The, you know, Mark and I were, you know, kind of chatting about the due diligence and all that on, on that particular deal. And, you know, so in the past I've bought mainly deals that were built in the sixties and seventies. And, you know, there's, there's a, you know, they're not that, you know, well, you know, not that we aren't completely, uh, you know, not looking at those deals now or our focus is more on the, you know, B, B plus, A minus um, assets, but due diligence was, was interesting. You know, we did everything that we normally do on a deal where, you know, we scoped all the lines, looked at all the roofs and we went into every unit and it was, it was interesting because, you know, I'm used to, looking at these C-class deals where, you know, there's, you know, you have 50, 60 year old pipe and you have boilers and chillers and, and, uh, you know, typically the units are, you know, sometimes in a little rougher shape. So, but, uh, yeah, it was interesting. So we, you know, did due diligence and it's like, I, we, we don't, we don't, you know, at least on the physical side, we don't see anything, you know, maybe some chip paint in the corner, but you know, other than that, it was, pretty darn clean. Um, and then we do, you know, normal stuff, uh, did our lease audit and, um, you know, everything was, uh, super clean The we are the, the seller, um, you know, they own a lot of units, uh, about 10,000 doors, uh, super professional, fantastic people to work with. So it was a, it was a nice, you know, nice transaction. It's, it was a little, you know, on the, the debt side, um, you know, we, and, and we were raising equity. Uh, so we started raising equity, you know, not the best time. It was right before Thanksgiving, you know, people are, are more concerned about Turkey and taking off and not necessarily, you know, um, you know, 9%, you know, cash on cash for a deal. So, um, but, you know, so raising during the holidays and then we had, you know, obviously COVID. And so there's, you know, some people, um, you know, a little more, some people, everybody's different in, in terms of all that, but, and then, um, you know, and then we had the election too. So, um, there was that. And then, and then there were, like I said earlier, there were a flood of deals that came out. So there's a lot of equity being soaked up, um, at, at that same time. So there, you know, we, we definitely had some, some challenges, but we have, you know, we have a great team and uh, some good experience. And so we uh, yeah, took it down and, you know, it was a pretty large deal within Houston. So, you know, I think kind of helped put us on the map, you know, down there is our first asset down there. And so we're looking to, looking to grow. How many investors in the deal? Uh, there were about a hundred. Yeah. So how did you overcome some of those challenges? How do you keep, um, you know, how do you keep investors focused on, on that, you know, with everything that was going on at the time. Yeah, it was, it was pretty slow, uh, to be honest during, you know, during the holidays, it was 
pretty slow between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, and, you know, is, it was weird. As soon as Christmas was over, people were like, are you to invest in apartments? And, uh, especially after January 1st on, I mean, we, we had an incredible amount of money pouring in and, uh, you know, we were looking, you know, left and right. I mean, you know, our, wires that were coming in. I mean, large, you know, very large number of wires coming in per day. Um, so, you know, it, it was, we were, we were staying engaged, but you know, you, you can't be, <laughs> can't be pinging people, you know, on, on Christmas Eve and, and all that. So we, you know, there was, there was kind of a, you know, there was a quiet period um, or a few quiet periods there, but you know, we, you know, we were out there, we're, you know, on, you know, obviously it's a, it was a five, six B. So we, you know, we're not advertising or anything like that, but, you know, as you, as you mentioned, I'm, you know, I'm on social media. So I part, I don't just like attention. <laughs> I'm not uh, that, that type of guy, but I do that part of the reason why, honestly, I do that because I want to stay top of mind with people. That's, that's the reason. So. Yeah. You guys are great at marketing. Uh, that's um, probably more, probably more Hayden than me, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if I'm hearing you right, it seems like, you know, after working through, you know, several transactions on the buy side over the years, you've got a, you've got a process in place and, you know, there, there wasn't anything out of the ordinary on this deal. Um, you, you stuck to your process and, um, you, you worked hard throughout it to get it closed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, okay. Well, any, any other, I guess, any lessons learned? I know you talked a little bit about staffing, um, bringing a new, you know, management company that was new to the market. You talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, so on, on that, the, the Henry at Liberty Hills, you know, we, that was, a the management company is based in Houston and their headquarters is 20, you know, they have a large presence, 15,000 doors down there. So we're, you know, felt really good um, about that. We had our, before we closed, I mean, we had our, you know, month or two before we closed, we had our manager all picked out. She was all, she was super excited and ready to go. Um, and our regional lives, you know, 15 minutes from the deal and has, has managed deals in that area, you know, multiple times over. So we felt really good, but, um, but yeah, you know, in the past, um, you know, I've, uh, I've, we've, purchase deals and have brought management companies to the area and that, you know, there's, you know, frankly, there's, there's risk there. So, I mean, I, I invest passively in other people's deals too, um, along with putting, you know, money in, in uh, the deals I put together. But, you know, so that's one thing that as an LP, I look for, you know, do they, does that management company that is managing the deal or will be managing the deal do they are have a presence in that area if they don't you know there's there's a lot of you know you don't have access you don't have a rolodex of vendors i mean there's you know you may not be as familiar with all the comps and all that because you just don't have that history and that presence so there's there's certainly a lot of you know there's risk there um and we you know so that's one thing that we've you know, definitely learned over the past few years that there's a, uh, you know, inherent risk when you bring a management to a market they're not familiar with. So, yeah. And yeah. if you as the investor may not be completely familiar, you're, you're not local to the market. I know from an acquisitions perspective, 
you know, if you've got uh, regional or whatever the case you may be working with, they can really give you their two cents. They may know, you know, depending on the age of the property, but they may know, you know, a good bit of history about about the property and that micro location, um, whether they've managed it or just, you know, it's a tight knit industry. So they may have friends that have, have been, you know, um, uh, part of the management team at the property too. So yeah, I think 100%. that could be important too on the acquisition front. I deal with a lot of out of state owners who, you know, when I meet with them, they have their regional basically give their opinion. They're like, you know, they completely trust their, their management company and say, yeah. ah, I'm not going to go into that area yep. because of X, Y, Z. So, yep. Yep, boots on the ground, or yep. and yeah, it helps a lot. So, so you did use um, a management company that was was already familiar with the market. Yeah, on this last deal, yeah, we did, and like I said, their their headquarters is in Houston. The deals in Houston, so we felt really good there. But yeah, we've you know in the past we've um, you know have brought management companies into a smaller market. You know, we've I brought a management company into Oklahoma City. And then have brought a management company into um, into Abilene, and you know, there's, you know, though it was, it honestly, it took took longer to really get those deals going, just because, you know, they're really, you know, they're getting their feet wet. I mean, there's there's a lot, you know, there's a lot going on there. I mean, we had, you know, with Abilene smaller market. I mean, we were having to bring people you know, from DFW with some of the vendors and then kind of similar thing with, with Oklahoma city, because the management company brought up there, they didn't have a Rolodex of vendors and then they didn't, you know, uh, they're, you know, they're based in Dallas. And so, I mean, they were bringing flooring in a U-Haul truck, you know, up to, up to Oklahoma city. Um, and, and then, you know, they would have some of the vendors that would come from DFW up to Oklahoma City too, just because, you know, they, they already had familiarity with those vendors and, and the pricing was good. And so, um, so it worked out there, but, um, you know, there's, there's definitely challenges that, that go along with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about lessons learned on the selling side. What's, what's a, a big lesson learned, uh, from some of the deals that you've sold over the past couple of years? Yeah, I, I would say the biggest thing is, you know, there was a deal I was selling Oaks of Jane Lane in Haltom City. It's 109 doors. It was my first syndication, bought it in 2014 and held it to until 2019. Uh, we refinanced it along the way, so we pulled a lot of cash out. And so, you know, honestly, you know, after a year and a half to two years, investors didn't have any money in the deal. It was just, you know, just cash flowing at that point. So, um, but yeah, the, probably the biggest, you know, thing and, and you're seeing a lot of it now because a lot of people are doing, you know, the floater and, and all that because a lot of people are getting, you know, bit in the butt by yield maintenance and defeasance and things like that. So, you know, we, we had that as well. And so that was, you know, 2019 interest rates were going down it in the middle of the sale and so, you know, we had, so, you know, kind of going, uh, moving forward, what I would do is in the PSA is I would say, Hey, we're going to, you know, this is, this is the amount of yield maintenance we're going to pay for. And anything above that, the buyer is going to have to, you know, come out of pocket on that. So, um, you know, cause during the deal from, from start to finish, I mean, we, you know, we lost out, you know, it wasn't, I mean, we were, we were going to do really well either way, but, 
you know, I'm all, you know, my fiduciary responsibilities to investors and to maximize that return. And, you know, we probably lost a hundred K or, or maybe even a little bit more during, you know, from, from contract to close just because interest rates were going down. Yeah. So, and so our yield maintenance went up. (laughs) Right. I've, I've seen um, in the negotiation uh, seller bring that up in the past, but the buyer said, okay, well, on the opposite token, if the interest rates go up, then oh, you know, we, oh, true. We, we'll want to work in a price credit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so anyways, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, okay. And then anything else you want to add as far as lessons learned on the selling side, as far as, you know, whether it be, I don't know, preparation for selling. Um, um or some things that you've implemented that have worked well to, uh, or been advised maybe by a broker that have worked well? I mean, we, you know, we, we do bonuses and things like that. So we, we do incentivize. We want, I mean, we want to push that price, you know, obviously as much as we can. And so, yeah, we, we incentivize and we give a, a stair step structure of, you know, Hey, you hit this number, we'll pay you this. You hit this number, we'll pay you this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we, yeah, we work very, very, very closely. Um, cause the last thing we'd want to do, unfortunately, you know, um, you know, it's been, been, uh, worked out well, but you know, the last thing we'd want to do is go into a deal and we're in the middle of a deal and you have the income drop and then their loan proceeds drop and then, you know, no one's happy. So, um, but yeah, we, we push pretty hard on, on the manager, make sure everything's good. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. How do, how do you come up with the bonus? I mean, I'm sure it varies on a deal by deal basis, but it, you know, just kind of, you know, to give a ballpark, like what, what was an example? Like if you hit another thousand in collections, you get, you know, a $200 bonus or what's that look like? Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but you know, if, if they were between this and this number on, on collections, yeah, it'd be 500 bucks. And then another, you know, stair step would be a thousand. I mean, we, you know, I, I was fine with paying quite a bit if, if they could hit, you know, I, I told them, I was like, you hit over this and, you know, basically we'll give you a percentage of it or something like that. So, I mean, we, in some of some of our managers work very very well um, when when there's bonuses involved. So and then I and I don't. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, and, and I didn't I didn't tell them this, uh, but re, you know, you know, we whenever we sold, we I just I give out a bonus anyways um, yeah. because I think it's the right. I mean, like honestly, some of these deals we made incredible amount of money and uh, you know it, it's because of the honestly it's because that you know the person in the office has has been killing it and yeah um so i you know it's kind of a way of i guess giving back per se but but yeah we've i've handed out some pretty um pretty nice checks to some some folks that um you know they didn't know it was coming and uh, so it made it even better yeah that's awesome. I like I like i like good surprises <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. What about on the asset management side? Any any uh, big lessons learned there? Yeah, I mean, you just, you know, it, whatever you focus on grows, right? So, 
um, you know, so you got to keep your eye on the ball. If you take your eye off the ball and, and you're, you know, doing other things, it's, um, you know, things can, you know, especially on, on, you know, some of the older deals, uh, where you just have a little more delinquency and bad debt and things like that typically. But, you know, I mean, a, a deal can turn a corner, you know, for, uh, you know, in, a, in the wrong way pretty quickly. So you really got to keep your, you know, your eye on the ball. And I mean, as an asset manager, I mean, that's your fiduciary responsibility to your investors is to make sure that you're, you know, you're doing, you know, you're, you're doing your job and, and watching the numbers. And, um, you know, I like to kind of just pop in without notice, you know, and I know that's pretty normal, but, you know, you know, if, if people, um, you know, accountability is key. So if, if people, you know, some people don't really need oversight and, and others do. And, and so you just have to kind of learn how, how people work and all that. But, you know, we, you know, uh, we, yeah, we pay close attention and sometimes I'll have, you know, in a, an investor or a friend that'll, you know, just kind of pop in just to kind of secret shop it too. So, you know, we do different things just to make sure that, that things are going well, make sure, you know, phone calls are being answered, make sure people are there. And, um, so, you know, just kind of keep a close eye on it. So, yeah. like I said, things can, things can turn, you know, pretty quickly or, or if, you know, if you're not getting the right people in the deal, uh, the right people into leases, that can, you know, it could take a while to kind of, you know, fill, you know, uh, to filter those people out too. So uh, that maybe shouldn't be there, but, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's all about just keeping your eye on the ball. Uh, What about, you know, we had this recent storm. Uh, Have you had any casualty loss um, fires, hail, whatever the case may be, and, you know, working through that maybe for the first time or the second time, any lessons learned there on you know, how to deal with insurance or, I don't know, yeah. whatever the case may be? Yeah. Um, fortunately, with all the ice storms and all that, the properties fared fairly well. Um, I heard of, I've heard that some newer properties with the fire sprinklers that, you know, uh, I've heard there, you know, there were some properties newer that had a lot of breaks, uh, with the fire sprinklers. And so fortunately we didn't, we didn't have a, a whole lot, but yeah, just in general with, with claims in the past, I've, I've had a, we, we didn't were we were not able to prove it, but we had a, a, you know, tenant that, um, we were evicting him and he was very upset, uh, so much so to where, you know, the, the manager almost had to call the police and then magically the next day the the office was burned down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was, I was thankful that it was not connected to any apartment. So no one was hurt. It was just a standalone office. Uh, and I was also thankful that we hadn't remodeled the office yet because that was part of the plan. And, and we just, we just bought the deal uh, not that long ago, you know, it, during this pro this was in, I think 2017. And so we just closed, I think December of 2016, bought it at nine cap bought it for 33 door. So, um, and it was a, it was a CMBS loan assumption that took nine months to close. It was, 
not very, not very fun from that perspective, but you know, I was like, we're getting it for 33 door. So, but just to um, plug on that real quick, I think we've talked about it, but first service solutions, or I guess it's not a a selfish plug, but company called first service solutions and Hamley started that company and they quarterback loan assumptions, but specifically the difficult ones, which are CMBS. And I think they can really condense that timeline from, you know, six to 12 months down to, you know, probably uh, three to six months. Right, right, right. Yeah. We, on, when we were assuming the loan, the, the biggest problems were, and, and we were, uh, we had old, old capital, fortunately, um, helping us out there and, and they did a great job. Uh, but we had the, they wanted the replacement reserves. They wanted 700 bucks a door initially. And, you know, that, our cash flow is killed <laughs> at that point. So we, we ended up, it was weird because on Fannie Mae, because uh, I've done some Fannie Mae assumptions too, on Fannie Mae, the replacement reserves stay the same, but on CMBS, apparently they don't. And so we, you know, we underwrote and we didn't, we didn't know that. And the replacement reserves were originally 250, I think, or 280, 275. And they you know, the loan was only two or three years old. So, but they ended up resetting it. They wanted to go to 700 and we're like that, that's not normal. We can't, we can't do that. And so anyways, we ended up getting it down to 350. So, we're, you know, that was fine. Worked out um, well, but um, that's and one thing it, about CMBS there. You can really negotiate with them. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, and then they initially wanted, I think they wanted us to put in, they had uh, as far as repairs and all that. And it just didn't make sense to us that they just originated the loan two or three years before. And they wanted us to put another 300 K of, of work in. And we, we had a decent budget, but this was 300 K up and above. They wanted new windows and they wanted, um, and this is a 74 deal and they wanted brand new water heaters and uh, some other stuff anyways, but we ended up getting them down on that. I think we got them down to about hundred K and the, the seller just gave us credit. So it worked out pretty well, but, um, but yeah, as far as the, the fire and all that, it was, um, you know, it was during, I think it was around the time Harvey had hit. And so it was very slow going through that process and, and all that. But, um, you know, we ended up, the office turned out great. And, um, you know, we set aside, we were going to remodel the office anyways. And then when, you know, the guy burned it down, we're like, Oh, okay. Well, so, you know, insurance got to, got to pay for that. So, uh, so turned out really well and it was a nice deal. And we ended up selling that one in, um, April of 2019 and I think it just came out on the market again. Again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, congratulations. Thank well, you. Good stuff. Um, thanks so much for your time. What is the best way for the listeners to reach out, connect with you, learn more about uh, your business, um, or ask any questions? Yeah. Uh, so MomentumMultifamily.com. And my email is just Dustin at MomentumMultifamily.com. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, uh, name's Dustin Miles and yeah, yeah, always happy to help. 
you know, when I was starting out, you know, people helped me along the way. And, and so I kind of see it as, as my duty to, you know, do the same. That's awesome. Yeah. So we talked about lessons learned and thanks for sharing some stories on the buy side, on the sell side. And then, of course, asset management and then dealing with CMBS loan assumption of the fire. Um, but, Dustin, look forward to seeing you face-to-face soon, hopefully at a networking yeah. event or for a lunch or something like that. hope so. Yeah. But, uh, good talking with you. All right. See you, man. Thank you. See you. All right.